You're listening to the Plain Label Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Plain Label Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Williams. In this episode, we are beginning a discussion of writer, director, filmmaker Bong Joon-ho. And in this episode, we are discussing his first two feature films, Barking Dogs Never Bite and Memories of Murder. Here to discuss the films with me is returning guest, Mr. Ben Teed. Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Before getting into our discussion, I would like to mention that we are still proud members of the Deliberate Noise Network. Search Deliberate Noise in your podcast app for more great shows. From the network, Mr. Teed, what is it that you are drinking this evening? Mm. I am, I was actually drinking it right when you asked me. Um, I had a little something <laughs> from Lagunitas. It mm-hmm. is a little something. A um, little something, something ale. little something, something ale yeah. for my long week. Uh, that was three weeks long, it felt like. <laughs> um, there was some, there was like a, a, a shoot every single day and like, I just, I'm going to have another one like it next week. Supposedly it's a diet version of this past week, but uh, not only did I get finally my first beer and probably, I don't know how long, man, maybe a year or so. Wow. Um, but, but, you know, obviously getting a drink for our talk tonight, but also to like commemorate uh, a job well done for getting through the week. Yeah, there you go. Well, something d- for me. Earned it. Yes, I felt. I feel like I earned like three more. <laughs> so <laughs> I may. Wonderful. I may have to get another one. <laughs> you may have to. What? Uh, well, I am continuing the uh, the sad tradition, and this well, sad in quotation marks. Um, <laughs> as some of the other episodes that have been recorded around this time, I am having uh, a mocktail because we are doing dry January. Uh, and oh I'm, wow! And I'm feeling it just a little bit, Mister T. I'm feeling. Uh, <laughs> I am sleeping better, but I am feeling a little on the uh, irritated side in general. <laughs> but so my uh, my oh mocktail, goodness. my mocktail is uh, a strawberry margarita that my wife made. Oh yes, and it's got a tahini rim, the salted rim, and then it's got uh, a little bit of uh, lemon and lime juice that she threw Beautiful. in there as well. Oh so man, it's you a handcrafted it. strawberry margarita without the alcohol. <laughs> you said sad, and then you laughed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's one of those where it shouldn't be sad. It shouldn't be sad to me, but <laughs> here we are. Because <laughs> my awesome. wife decided she was going to do it. And I was like, well, if you're doing it, then I'm doing it with you. So Yeah. You know what? You guys keep each other in check, I guess. That's yep. kind of, that's kind of the help, the help, I guess. Of the yeah. Game, so. I didn't figure it would go over real well if I was just getting <laughs> trashed in front of her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't figure that would go over real big. All right, so that is what we are drinking or not drinking. Those are the films that we're going to be discussing. We're going to go chronologically and start in the year 2000 with the film Barking Dogs Never Bite. I'm 
뻔나요. 통치가 아주 심한했어요. 정말 이래도 모르겠어. And the IMDb plot synopsis that I alluded to before we started recording goes like this: the disconnections of urban life. Yunju is different, almost without effect. His wife is pregnant, and his wife is pregnant. She says, and he's wonders if he should bribe the dean to secure a professorship. He's also bothered by a yapping dog that disturbs him in the large block of flats where he lives. Uh, Hyun Nam is equally disengaged. She's a bookkeeper at same block of flats, animated only when she learns of a lost dog. Over the course of a few weeks, three dogs in the building go missing. Yunju and Hyun Nam. Have a connection to each, so might a janitor. Is it man eat dog world? Is there any cure for this ennui? Can anyone connect? Okay, so can anyone connect? Is what made me think of this pandemic that we are continuing to go to go through in 2022. Uh, so tell me about you and your history with uh, with Bong Joon Ho before we get into this first film. Is it uh, when we brought this up? This was a little bit ago when we uh, decided on him as a director. His, are you familiar with a lot of his stuff? Not very many things, or, or what's your history with him? I'm familiar with a lot of it. I haven't seen everything, but I'm, but I have a, a passing knowledge of like almost all of his films. Um, and we had a handful of directors to pick, and mm -hmm. I think we were kind of looking them over. And I, I don't need to reveal what those were, but the reason why Bong Joon Ho stuck out to me is because and the reason i think it's important to talk about the choice and why maybe because mm -hmm. i think you were kind of like letting me kind of make the choice but also kind of like confirming it for me <laughs> uh, well, i do like to i do like to have the guest be not just dragged along going here's that what way, you're watching you know, fair enough yeah <laughs> fair enough but uh, but i was sitting there going you know why why him and not like a or b or whoever you know yeah like john cassavetes was one of the people. yeah oh that's right um I mean, you know what? We could still do that too. <laughs> Stay tuned, man. We might, we might be done. Um, Bong Joon-ho, for me specifically, he is becoming, or he's already become a symbol uh, in, in just like filmmaking and in his humor, his dark humor, his outlook mm -hmm. on humanity matches mine, I feel like the most it feels uh, right watching one of his films and me watching it and going, yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that feels right to me. And for someone who's halfway around the world saying that uh, kind of makes me feel personally that like, Oh, I'm not the only one who has these dark thoughts. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. not the only one who feels this way about people, mm -hmm. about the rich, about the poor, about all of this. And so yeah, he's the he's the guy that was that won best director, and or no, did he win best director? I think he won best director yeah. and best picture. Yeah, uh, for Parasite in 2019, and uh, he was uh, perhaps the first, I believe, Asian director. Yes, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something. But also, 
and I'm not trying to be like, oh, he's the symbol for Hollywood and who gives a shit about that? Like I'm saying like he represents like a change. He represents Mm -hmm. like the, the, the winds changing. He represents the tide, you know, coming in or raising or whatever, like in some ways and a certain type of story people are paying attention to. Right. Well, not too dissimilar from Chloe Zhao winning uh, for Nomadland. Which would have uh, been last the, the following year, yeah. And yeah. So, so that's that's like a nice sort of. It's almost like the hope is that Bong Joon Ho's win with Parasite opened up a lot of like, oh, it's okay for Asian filmmakers to win <laughs> for but, this but, sort of thing. You know what I mean? But, or any but, minority in general, I guess I should say. Beyond the Academy, though. Oh, the fact sure, that it the sure. fact that it won. Who? First of all, I'm sorry, Academy. You're probably I'm probably not going to get my nomination now, but like. <laughs> in, a, in a time where they're like who wants to be or as we're recording this they're asking who wants to be who the to host, host yeah. and stuff like that and besides the answer of eric williams <laughs> i do think that like it's very important that we kind of say in some ways like who who cares like who gives a shit about the, the oscars mm-hmm. while at the same time it's very good for someone like bong to win the academy award because it will get eyes in front of works like this mm-hmm. it gets people in a time where they're not willing to read subtitles on a on a uh, on an on a foreign picture which I, I just cannot i can't get over that but at the same time like it's true i you know they won't they won't and audiences just don't go for it and so in a time where um <laughs> where marvel movies are theme park rides they have this person win and to me, it's a symbol of like, and, and, the, and the reason for my choice being that, you know, this person is of our time and, and, and deserves a look and what he is saying in all of his works mm-hmm. and has been saying for the past 20 some years uh, about, uh, you know, human, human life here on the planet um, is very prescient and very, very important. So I, that's one of the reasons why if I can help amplify that even just a tiny bit, um, I think that's that's what I'll do. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that for me, it was a lot of um, going into the selection. It was, okay, I've seen, as I look at his director's credits of his features, I've seen two of them. And I will, uh, uh, going into this, I will, I will keep those under wraps as to which one of the two or which of the two I've seen. Um, but I had not seen either one of these two films um, that we're going to be discussing today. And so I thought that, it would be a nice little homework thing for me after all of the tension, the attention around Parasite to to where I knew what a lot of the other movies were, but I hadn't seen them yet. And I was like, you know what? What what am I doing? Like, I'm the one who's supposed to be the stuffy, like elitist one uh, on the show. Typically, why have I not seen the rest of these Bong Joon Ho films? To where, you know, I cl- I will claim, depending on the day of the week, that. Uh, Park Chan-wook is one of my favorite directors, but yet uh, Bong Joon-ho is a, is a filmmaker that I appreciate everything that I've seen so far, but I hadn't gone through and done the work and seen the rest of his uh, material. Like I probably it's, feel it's, like I should have. It's, it's going to be fun work. I think, I think yeah. we're going to, I think we're going to, even if there's clunkers and things in there that we don't really care for, or maybe they're weaker, they're probably weaker films or whatever, but I think still going through it with a comb, Mm-hmm. is going to matter and it's going to it's going to probably be fun to do and there's not a lot there's so i think there's seven 
Yeah, there's seven uh, films and all. The films are the two that we're talking about today, and then he has uh, the next feature was The Host in 2006, and then Mother, Snowpiercer, Okja, and Parasite. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. So not that very was many. the last 20 years of his life, and then um, he has he. I think the plan is to work on another. Uh, underwater animated feature in what 2024 or 25 but who the heck knows if we'll be yeah, around by then so yeah who knows <laughs> so who knows if uh his work will be banned in this country by that no that's right that's right <laughs> so we'll all see. right well, well let's go ahead and get into our uh into our first into our first discussion then of barking dogs never bite had you seen this before this is the one i have not okay and what did you make of this one I came away uh, a little confused at first, <laughs> yeah. uh, going, "What? what is being said? And then kind of reintroducing myself to, because it had been a while. I mean, we wa- I watched these. I think we were, we were planning to, sh- to film like months, or film, uh, tape this months ago, record uh, a discussion. And then I think the planet just kind of got away from us or things just <laughs> fell and the schedules and the schedules were sore were somewhat hectic yes yeah yeah just the months just kind of flew by for me honestly and so um uh i had to like reintroduce myself a little again to the film mm-hmm. and i started seeing the patterns and especially within the context of the next film worth we'll talk about mm-hmm. i started going oh yes i see i see um so i came at this feeling mostly good about it like uh i i it, it still feels like early work mm-hmm. and his other early work. Cause I've seen, I, I do the extra work of seeing the other, um, other films, the, the shorts and stuff like that as well. Cause they don't, they don't take that long. And some of them are even on uh, some of the criterion collection uh, uh, discs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only am I watching, um, you know, like a, uh, um, sink and rise and incoherence and white man and memories in my frame like all of these little tiny experiments he did as a student or you know as a young man um i start seeing some of those same patterns being done you know it's like any other director they 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 kind of glom onto this one idea and want to fully realize it in a feature Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where this comes in and so I, i i really didn't appreciate uh uh kind of the the um like the time that i'm watching these like exhausted and 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 like obviously some of the imagery of especially if you really care about uh small animals uh, especially dogs yeah uh, it can be kind of rough uh i know if you're probably listening to this you probably have already seen it i'm sure Mm -hmm. but if in case you haven't just be warned um because any humans could get mutilated on screen and i'm like oh well that's crazy man but i start seeing pets and dogs getting killed i'm just like all right Mm. i don't i don't know man so yeah like what are you doing that is not the point of this uh story and so i kind of came away just feeling really good i gave it four out of five okay uh and and what, what the heck does that mean anymore i just i'm just trying to say that um it mostly worked for me i think i see having watched it again, this duality between our two leads of, um, of Ko Yoon Ju and uh, uh, it's the bookkeeper lady. Uh, her name is uh, Hyun, Hyun Nam. Uh-huh. Just Played by uh, Duna Bay, uh, best known for me anyway, from being in uh, Cloud Atlas. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's one, that's one uh, Wachowski I haven't seen yet. 
So uh, I'll, okay. I'll have to go back that, and check. Yeah, that that's out. an interesting movie. I don't know that that fully works, but it's an interesting movie. I'm I'm down for it though. I, I like that. I like I like the discussion around. That's it's kind of how I feel about this film. Like mm-hmm. there's stuff introduced that does pay off, um, but not as sweetly as some of the other ones. Like not mm-hmm. as sweetly as like Parasite or in my case, um, uh, even some more like uh, like Mother and stuff like that. There's there's some on the list that will. We'll, that are like a lot of murder mysteries a lot of procedural procedural feeling mm-hmm. type films but ultimately like you know um i thought that i came away with this one just feeling pretty good about it yeah i was uh so i watched this twice i watched it the once and got maybe like three-fourths of the way through it and was like i don't i don't know that i'm paying attention i don't know if i'm in the right headspace which i feel like i do more and more often these days is uh stopping and restarting a movie a movie but um so i watched it again and i never really quite got there to where i really enjoyed it i thought it was i thought it was fine but i think that the you stating that it was it felt like early work i think that that's pretty pretty on the nose because i think that there are some things tonally that you can tell that he really likes to do uh with some of his later films to where he's got a certain sort of style and a certain sort of tone where he goes from a little silly to very deathly serious and can kind of jump back and forth between those those uh those tones really well and i think that with these two films they they do that really well like these two films like if you want to know bong joon ho just watch these two it's a, it's, it's a feature too. It's a feature of of Bong Joon Ho rather than a uh, a uh, 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 knock against him. Yeah, right. And and it's like, look at he can do this this film at like this film at times is quite silly and is really sort of um, looks like it's made on the cheap in in the best sort of like let's just pick up a camera and make something kind of a way. Relatively uh, taking place all in like one apartment complex uh-huh, almost. Uh huh. And so it's got some of those aspects that I think are really interesting. Whereas his next film is dramatically different in terms of the way that it looks and in the overall tone that it's going for and that kind of thing. Uh, some of the notes that I had written down here was, I, boy, I was, I was already pissed at the dog, like really early on at the movie. <laughs> I put fuck, <laughs> I'm pissed at this dog because he, <laughs> he opens it up and the dog just won't shut up. And I'm like, Oh my God, like get, I I'm sitting here thinking like this dog needs to go. And then the dog is killed. And I'm like, Oh no, I didn't actually want the dog to be killed. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really dark because we have that. It's almost like a, I, I brought up Park Chan Wook earlier. It's almost like an old boy moment where he's got the dog outstretched on the high rise. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like he's not actually going to let this dog fall right to where I watch old boy and he's got a guy, with a belt around his uh, neck, I believe. And he's holding him out there. And I'm like, yeah, this dude can die. I don't give a shit. But yeah. this little poodle dog, I'm like, well, don't just let it fall. Like how terrible would that be? Oh, and the, the when they string it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks so real. Yes. He says they were not harmed. He says, but I don't know if I believe it. Like it's, ah, <laughs> oh, man, I, you might as well just, I mean, I, it was very believable. If that's, if that's movie magic, man. Ooh right right that's hard to fake i think it is and so it wasn't for me until they got into like the the boiler kim and like the the janitor sort of story or the janitor sort of part 
is where I was really sort of starting to connect with it because before it's kind of like, uh, while it's not rich people's problems, it was also sort of like, God, I don't like, this is what they're worried about so much. Like, I don't know that they've really got that, that hard of a life, you know? And I think that part of it at the time was watching it through 2021 eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, just wait, just wait. This ain't so bad. Like you'll well, be all right. Yeah. And, and the problem with that, I think is we not, not necessarily with what you're saying, but the kind of the problem with, with some of my issues with the film is it sets up hard rules mm-hmm. but yeah you're right like it may not work in every context what what riches to me would be or or poor to me wouldn't necessarily be what's rich or poor to you or rich or poor to bong jun ho or in this particular film mm-hmm. i don't know if it if it necessarily matters as much in terms of that i just kind of look at like okay what are they one's a bookkeeper and mm-hmm. she follows the rules a lot and she does tries to do right and she helps this guy try to find the lost dog you know meanwhile there's this asshole who mm-hmm. is unemployed he is an academic um trying well, to get a, and he's trying li- to get a job and he's living with his sister isn't it it's not his wife right i thought it was his his wife it's his wife uh who's pregnant um uh, see, I thought, that right. that, I thought that that was his sister instead of his wife, but I guess oh, I could be wrong okay. because I don't know. I, yeah. Because when I saw the, uh, the, the summary, I was like, wait a minute, that's not his wife. Cause I thought that the implication was that, Oh, this is his wife. That's why uh, she's frustrated with him and he's still kind of around. And then I thought towards the end, he said something about it. Uh, it actually being his sister, not his wife. And it was oh, really, Oh man, I must've missed that. And I could be wrong. I could be remembering it wrong, but uh, she loses her job and is only given like a severance package, like a real small severance package Mm -hmm. uh, and is pissed about it because Mm -hmm. she's pregnant Mm -hmm. and like everything bad happens to like, well, the women, but like particularly the bookkeeper Mm -hmm. and she even like, I, I started like noticing like how even after the incident at the very end of the film, which we'll probably get to, but like, even then she loses her job. Uh, They interview her for the news and then essentially cut that part out of the newscast. Of the news. Yeah. Yeah. And and her sister's like, you said, man, you you told me. Yeah. Yeah, And she's like, no, I swear I was. And she's like, they (laughs) must've cut it out. And like, yeah, like she doesn't even get a say. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even actually get on the record anymore. Right. Uh, to tell the public what happened or what her her saying it was it's like it's like um but it but yet she still wants her outlook her, mm-hmm. her good outlook on life and her she still wants to go to the mountains the hills and you know in the forests and be you know it's it's kind of like it's interesting because it's i think i think what bong Jun ho is saying in the writing and in the theme the like the main theme is totally true of like you could have everything you want and and be you know hired and be uh an academic and and do the things that you want to do but are you a miserable fuck still Mm -hmm. like are you still like this person who is uh irredeemable in some way whereas even though on the opposite end of that spectrum you help this guy find his dog you're tricked you're running from this assailant uh trying to get things uh together and right and stuff like that and yet uh given no credit no special treatment no anything for doing things right and yet she still has this like good outlook in the end and mm-hmm. i and i i 100 believe 
what I think the theme is, is, um, is about your outlook on life and about, you know, that is half the, half the battle of, of doing something is, is how you view something uh, as you're going through it or whether or not you're being treated fairly um, and you know it and you, or you don't know it uh, either way. It's like, it's kind of how you want to look at it. Are you Mm -hmm. a glass half empty or half full type of person? Absolutely. And then uh, going back to sort of what I was saying about his, uh, his sort of tone choices is we have moments to where the guy is trying to kidnap the little, this little poodle, right. So he's trying to kid re-kidnap this, this dog and this woman's got the dog and she like drops her groceries and all this kind of stuff. And he goes and um, he picks up the dog and then just like launches himself over this hedge. (laughs) And while he's doing like a side, like turn so that he lands on his back. Right. And doesn't squish the dog. And it's stuff like that to where it's it's a fairly serious like, oh, God, don't take the dog guy kind of moment. But then he like does this flip uh, and just like hurls himself over this hedge. And it was just like a silly sort of comedic kind of thing. And I was like, yep, this is exactly what he does, because it's not really set up to be a comedy. But then there's comedic moments. But then there's, you know, moments of like you were just saying about um taking for granted what you already have or having an optimistic point of view or that sort of thing. Um, I did also like how there was, there was like a real lack of a male gaze throughout this movie uh, to where we have the, our main actress played by uh, Duna Bay and she has her good friend uh, that is like a sort of like a grocery store clerk or something like that. And they're just kind of like hanging out and being like normal women and not overly sexualized at all in this movie to where they're just like, not ever uh, it's not like an indie movie to where they're still very like glammed up or something like that. It's just like, they just look like they're normal people in this movie. And I was kind of like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of nice that it's not like everyone's beautiful and the girls are wearing revealing clothes. And then this, 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 it was just kind of a, a uh, very sort of a modest uh, look at, at women, which I was like, okay, I'm, I'm appreciative of that because at times you can get, um, you can get certain films from the uh, Asian market that are not always as. And I, can I piggyback off of that? Yeah. 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 So go along with that same thought of like not glamming up or not, not over overreaching with, with how, um, uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is uh, I feel like uh, Bong is coming out of the gate already with his first feature and with his first uh, shorts as well. I think, I think to some degree, every one of his uh, films, I think we will see has some form of commentary on class mm-hmm. on what Absolutely. it, what it means on where you come from, um, especially his final film that he's made mm-hmm. uh, at this point in time. Um it's going to be very interesting throughout our entire uh, uh, reading or uh, reading uh, of, of watching. We don't read on here. Um, uh, the of, of watching his entire works and feeling like what's this one saying about the, the, the mindset of these people. And I think it all kind of derives from his uh, life, uh, his background. Are you familiar with, with his like, like where he comes from. Mm-mm. So his parents are both academics. I believe one of them is also a like famous filmmaker. 
Okay. Oh no, no, wait. His his son, I believe his son is a filmmaker or becoming a filmmaker or a budding filmmaker or an early filmmaker, whatever. Interesting. But he comes from money. He comes from at least a little bit uh, of a, maybe an upper class mm. uh, somewhat over in South Korea. And, and so it's very interesting to see someone who I wouldn't say silver spoon, but like has a, has a developing, you know, uh, voice uh, that is commentating on such maybe where a life where he comes from commentating mm-hmm. on the, uh, big picture of of uh, of society of where he comes from. I think that is very very uh, apt and and very and, and honestly kind of neat. Uh, one of the cool things about him is is that he, you know, decidedly picks uh, or has maybe some form of itch uh, that comes from a, a little bug or something like that. And being a filmmaker, the need to uh, tell these types of stories in some form i mean they take they take different genre uh mm-hmm. forms mm-hmm. and whatnot but i think it, it's kind of interesting that like his family is i think academic based i think like he has a, uh, siblings that are uh faculty and they're all around academia and um and maybe that's kind of where he maybe pulls some of these characters from i wouldn't say his family but i mean uh maybe from the world of academia hmm. as well as um having that background so um yeah, I just say it's there's something to there, there's something to that I think. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, it's almost like uh, he feels like he has to maybe prove himself even more uh, with these stories because he's, you know, he's he's even if he's coming from the the wealthy perspective, he has to show that uh, that's not always you know that's not the perspective that is always the uh, quote unquote good, right? Like Absolutely, he's got yeah. he's got to show the sort of other side is almost like he feels like a sense of guilt. I mean, uh, it's obviously there, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it's there in all, in almost every depiction, whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. uh, every depiction of showing an upper class shows that there are people no matter what underneath and what, and what the consequences are. It's just how Bong chooses to show the consequences. And the thing is, I think what we'll find, what we will find, um, depending on which ones you've seen, I, I forget which I mean, you may have told me which ones you've seen, but I forget. <laughs> I have my guesses, but I'm not going to reveal them here. Uh, maybe until after we're recording or something like that. But I think what's also interesting is when you talk about the common man or the lower crust, he also shows uh, a fairness in uh, uh, ability and uh, I would say uh, level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like willingness to to um to learn or to to understand or to to empathize uh sympathize everything all of it um but i think it starts here i think it begins here with her kind of on the nose feelings of well at least i have a good outlook or well right. you know things might have not gone my way but i long for the mountains i long for this and and that uh almost poetic I, I i believe in it I, whether or not if uh, there's maybe there's got to be people out there that don't that think it's all bullshit or think that that's stupid or whatever that's fine i i and in some ways i get why i understand why mm-hmm. but for me as someone had who has gone through my shoes and the way i've gone uh that i subscribe to that absolutely yeah and i think what's nice about the way that he's sort of done this either by uh you know on purpose or or not is that he starts out and it's this 
little indie film and it's mostly based in these two characters and it's about your outlook and your perspective and appreciating what you have and not worrying about what you don't have or what your life is not like. And then we go into memories of a murderer where the scope widens out a little bit. Right. And then we go into his third film and the the scope widens out quite a bit with the host. And, and so it's just like, he's, using that in like you had mentioned earlier in different genres but it's also in different scopes of genre to where it's not just like a uh, one person it's not just like one uh either upper class or lower class guy that is going through these different trials and tribulations and that's his cipher that he's telling the story through it's oh it's this indie movie about this little girl Memories of Murder is about uh, these police detectives. The host is about, you know, a, a creature. Uh, Mother is obviously about a woman called Mother, right? We'll get into what Snowpiercer and Parasite are about. And it's just like, uh, he doesn't always have like the same, you know, how when we were talking about Mar- Martin Scorsese, he would always mm-hmm. have a same sort of, you know, white male lead, except for a few things where he had uh, like Alice, um, doesn't live here anymore. And he would have a few things where he would do something different, but that was kind of his like stock um, male character that he would lead the film by. Right. Sure, and, yeah. and Bong Joon-ho definitely does not do that same sort of thing. So I just think that that's an interesting uh, difference. I'd, I'd like to take a moment too, at this point, while you're mentioning all of that and kind of like, not, I'm not going back on, some stuff we talked about with Martin Scorsese, but he, cause I obviously one of the, one of the greatest directors of the medium, obviously, but I'm saying there's something to be said about movies right now. And especially when Marty was making movies, when Bong Joon-ho started, mm-hmm. there absolutely was a, a sea change. Um, whether, whether America knew it or not. I mean, um, um, I think that, by the time this film was created, Marty was kind of his, I should say his ilk, the, the type of directors like him were going away. Mm-hmm. He was still big. He was still a name. He was he will still be a big name in Hollywood and in, in film and everything like that. He will he will be that way until he long after he's gone. But I think his type of filmmaker and and, and people who are telling stories like him are almost nearly gone i think the same way about tarantino i think the same way about and i'm I'm talking specifically about the type the types of things that they do to make films i think Mm. people strive to be like him but i think that a lot of the times people don't and they tend to be a little bit more like i would say bong joon ho Mm. um to me bong joon ho is um perhaps um a reincarnation of perhaps like alfred hitchcock in some oh, ways. interesting uh and, and not just because of like oh he's he, the way he sets up shots and the way i'm talking about like he's a common man type of guy i don't mm. necessarily think of of scorsese films as oh he's a common man as as a lot of his protagonists i mean they're usually uh misanthropes they're usually outsiders they're usually uh uh big time uh they're from lowly beginnings to to grand 
they have it all by the mm-hmm. end, you know, uh-huh. and, and and then the shattering happens and, oh, they're broken now or something like that. You know, there's something always there's you I'm saying generally in the arcs of, of these directors or those type of directors, um, that's usually it. But I think there's something real about what he's doing while also appealing to my uh, dark humor side mm-hmm. at the same time in the same way that I think. Uh, Hitchcock would do uh, in his subject matter, and I'm not, and I'm not even just talking about just like the famous stuff like Rear Window and and Psycho and Vertigo and all. You know, no, I I I think that in terms of how he uh, creates, um, I would I wouldn't just say suspense. I would say how he creates a moment, how he creates a, an emotion out of us, the audience, uh, is. Uh, almost the same like they almost build it in the same way uh, with excitement and engagement and stuff like that I feel like if anyone is fully engaged with either of the two directors films Hitchcock or Bong Joon-ho I feel like they would see similarities in how those moments get built and um, yeah I mean they're they're just they're great (laughs) yeah I like it I like it. Well, anything else about uh, Barking Dogs before we There's move not on? a lot, is there? I don't have no. much. I, I think that it's a great uh, opening. It's it, it's You can already start to see the shades, of, especially mm-hmm. if you know where it goes. Like, I watched this post having seen a lot of his stuff. So I had the, I have, like, the luxury of being able to kind of, like, see the shades of the other films in this mm-hmm. um, and what he likes to show and what he likes to shoot. Uh, and it just, it's very interesting to me, uh, and fascinating from a, like just a fan standpoint mm-hmm. of seeing these, these, uh, speak of humble beginnings, seeing this, uh, very small scape scale, uh, uh, kind of ramp up mm-hmm. so quickly. So like I said, four out of five, I, I, I like it. I don't know if I thought it was, I think it was good, not great. Yeah. Uh, but think that honestly, it, it's it's it should be watched. People should see it, especially if, especially if they like Bong Joon Ho. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just be warning people of of some of some very uh, just some images I'll never unsee. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there was some there were some items in there that I thought were really interesting. Like we had some surreal moments on the roof that I thought was engaging. We had. Uh, some sort of like uh, when our when Duna Bay becomes more of like a like an action person for a scene, basically. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. On the whole, I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I felt like you had said, like it's a little bit of a early work or a little bit of a lesser work for me. It was I gave it three out of five stars. Nice. Um, to where I still enjoyed it, but I, I it's not one that I would just kind of throw on just just for fun sort of a thing <laughs> no know? oh nah. Right. Nah. so all right well our next film it is from uh, 2003 so just a couple years later it is much different in terms of uh, scope and tone it is memories of a murder <laughs>
사건날 전부 비가 왔어요. 죽은 여자가 빨간 옷을 입고 있었어요. 목격자가 있나? 그렇다고 증거가 있나? 범인이 워낙 잡힌 틈이 없고요. 자신 있나? IMDb plot synopsis for this one goes like this. 1986. In a rural district of South Korea, two women have recently been raped and murdered. Working on the case are detectives Park Duman and Cho Young-koo. Their efforts are impeded by some sloppy crime scene procedure by the police. Their methods of solving cases are also quite basic, essentially amounting to beating confessions out of suspects. All this leads to nothing. And the police chief brings in a more sophisticated and intelligent detective from Seoul, uh, So Tae-yung. With his arrival, the methods improve, but they still don't have the killer. Then another woman is found murdered and a pattern emerges. Okay. So Ben, had you seen memories of a murder before? No. All right. Which so- I, which I thought, I thought was very surprising considering i've i've owned it on blu-ray for i guess <laughs> i guess since the criterion collection came out i think i was like ordering it like the the one at the moment i knew it was coming uh-huh but it just it once again you know i think something happened in 2019 like almost another addition to my family came along and yeah maybe maybe you I just couldn't get around to some stuff and, yeah you know. it was weird how yeah well it's it i yeah i rectified that with this it's one of the one of the big reasons uh for choosing other than the stated reasons from before mm-hmm. uh, for uh, making Bong Joon-ho my director choice. And because um, I really, really wanted to give myself the opportunity to sit down and force myself to finally see this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I'm glad I did. <laughs> Very so this, glad. Is, this is the film that stars. Uh, I think most notably is probably King Ho song uh, from he's in the host. He's in parasite. He's in Snowpiercer. He's a he's a, a favorite of Bong Joon Ho's. His favorite of mine. Yeah, uh, really, really good. Playing a much different character in this than he typically plays, though, because he's kind of a dick in this movie. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Which I was surprised by. I was like, wait a minute, no, this, isn't this the nicer guy? Like, why is he why is he uh, going along with beating the hell out of these people, and why is he using this handicapped person to uh, try to pin this murder on the handicapped guy, and you know all that kind of thing. But so this yeah, is, this is also the, the first time that I had seen this movie. I, I, um, I noticed patterns uh, right away um, about the, the different men uh, uh, trying to solve the murders. Mm-hmm. So, and so uh, I don't know, did you, you already read the synopsis and everything. So uh-huh. 
So they, so I, I forget what the synopsis said, but it was one of those things where there's a string of murders right. that are happening. Obviously they're, it's very procedural in the way it's set up trying to solve it. And that plays with your expectations, but what's not being, what you're not seeing necessarily is like how, I mean, you're seeing how it affects the detectives, mm-hmm. but you're, what you're not, I mean, there's, there's almost uh, moments where you get to see, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Fincher. Oh, interesting. Uh, in some ways, because uh, like in seven uh, or, or perhaps in uh, especially Zodiac. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think this is just Korean Zodiac uh, in some <laughs> right. ways. Yeah. Uh, but I think this one came out first, I believe. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I want to say that like in terms of like how uh, getting any, an- well, spoiler alert, getting any answers on what the actual crime who committed it, who the actual killer was, what, you know, what's happening. You should be ready for disappointment in that. <laughs> but right. at the, and, and, and maybe if I was maybe, you know, 10 years ago, I probably would have knocked uh, some points off uh, for, for something like that, for, for putting us through this whole process and blah, blah, blah. And, and maybe that's how I felt about Zodiac when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. But no 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 like this whole film is all about this investigation it's all about not finding the answers it's all about what do you believe and and what are your motivations for for figuring stuff out yeah what links will you go and what links will you go but also like like i see the patterns in all of these all the all the i think the three or four different men that are that are trying to figure this stuff out uh detective park for instance, I think he's all about the head, mm-hmm. isn't he? He's all about figuring out. Uh, I, I for, see it's been a little bit since I, I think it was back in like October when I saw this. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly how what what the patterns were. But there was there was like moments where like this guy was all physical. He wants to solve things by kicking him. He like, yeah, where they where they string him upside down and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. There, that's how that guy gets answers. That's how that guy gets his results. So he 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 like run he does like a running drop kick to you know or whatever <laughs> right, whatever it yeah. is that's called but like like he likes to solve stuff that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas um uh Detective Park thinks that if he stares at a pair of eyes long enough yeah, he can tell he's, if they're lying or he not. Think, he thinks he can just tell that. And that's like obviously total bullshit, but it makes for a really compelling, like stupid type of, you know, Song Kang Ho, like, God love him. Bless him for, for being in all these movies, but he plays a lot of like, like dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> like, he does. Like, well, he's, he's got he's the bum. kind of look for that with he's got like kind of a squarish kind of head. If he just drops his jaw like a little bit, like a little yes. slack, a little yes. slack jaw, he can look so like like goofy dumb mm-hmm. in a way that is like like he's such a simpleton and uh and and I I I think it's wonderful. I think I think I, that's kind of one of the reasons why I think this movie is so strong is because of him. Well, and what's interesting about that is so like he I think you're right in that he thinks that if he will just think this out and just do some sort of work like he's done detective work in the past, everything will work out and he'll figure it out because he's got this bullshit detector. If he just looks at someone. Right. But yeah. it's not, it's not until their, their actual Sergeant brings in detective. So from soul 
and he comes in and he's like actually doing detective shit like he's actually doing like real work i forget what his deal is but even he has a a code or a thing that he goes by and i I forget what it is but because it's been a little bit but even he even he has uh uh failures on that part even that isn't fully sound a great way to go to go off of and in this case at least yeah it's when Um, he uh his his motivation well his whole thing is that the documents never lie is what he always is what he says repeatedly uh, Uh, and so he's saying that uh you know he he basically doesn't make mistakes because that's what the document says so there's there's nothing wrong but you find out later in the film that there was uh, a bunch of girls that had been killed and he was mistaken and that's sort of like his motivating um that is his motivation continuing on to where we have uh the detective park character and he is sort of out of his league and i i do like the idea that He's this guy that sort of is like, yeah, 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 I'll get it. I'll figure it out. I got it. I got it. It's all right. And they're like, I don't, I don't think you do, bro. Like, I, yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. And the design. Okay. First of all, you got to, sorry, I got to jump in real oh, quick. The design of when they first go to the, so the, I'm going to talk about images that pop out in my head yeah, sure. uh, as they kind of come to me as we talk, but um, the, uh, the field that they find the first body in and like Mm -hmm. watching detective park, like stumble all over the crime scene and like watching the disorganization of it all. You imagine designing a shot like that. He's just designing all over in this like grassy kind of wheat looking sort of feel. Like how do you, how do you move your camera through that and still like act really well to make sure that everyone is, you know, and then like, and then like fumbling, this new detective from Seoul coming in and he thinks he's there to like come back and like, I don't know, relive the murders or whatever mm-hmm. and jerk off at the, at the killing site or whatever, so, right. whatever and starts to arrest that guy or starts to come after him, not realizing. And he's just, they're just bungling up the whole thing. And just, I just can't imagine like, I can't imagine developing characters like this successfully on my own and, and like, designing that shot and designing like the what making everybody move the way they need to mm-hmm. i think that's such a good sign of a director to be yeah, able handling to handle like those that. big scenes like that those big because i feel I, I can only imagine how you felt a person who who i'm i'm in some ways kind of thrive on chaos sometimes i kind of love like when things kind of go to shit and everyone's just kind of <laughs> crazy and i just like i'm like the joker hanging my head out the window like yes nothing matters like you guys all think that that you know there's rules and stuff like that but there's just a little thin line between you know reality and like maybe something going wrong like there's part of me that kind of gets it and thrives on that and just people don't like to understand that the world is chaos that that you know that the world is rudderless and that there is no control they want to have something to believe in a system and an order and stuff like that but when i see something that is designed to be messy and chaotic Mm -hmm. I have an even more appreciation for that. And so I can only imagine how you felt watching that scene of all these people bungling around and like, <sighs> being idiots and stuff as someone who like, you know, I, I look to you as someone who is very like organized and tries to remain like vigilant and tries to know there's an order to this. There's a, mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, I can only imagine how you felt watching that scene. But Well, yeah, it that's, that's a thing where, I wouldn't even know how to begin what you're talking about with the staging of the scene, right? <sighs> like for, from the filmmaking part of it. It's like a water, it, I think. Well, it is because, yeah, he's, he's following him around as he eventually 
you know, he's smoking a cigarette and he eventually finds the the footprint and he just kind of circles it with a stick. And then he comes back later and someone stepped right through it or whatever and ruined it. And uh, it, that, that sort of thing is like, oh my God, can someone just do their job well, please? <laughs> and that was like really the chaos of that was really getting to me. And so one of the, the scenes that I also thought was really impactful was when they go out into the woods and they have the, uh, the mentally handicapped uh, person with them. Oh my God. Yeah. And he's out there and they're like digging up the place where they think that another body is. And he's like, yeah, it's right here. And, and the uh, detective parks like slapping him upside the head and like talking down to him. And one of the, one of the major swearing pieces that I always write down here in my notes is God damn, they say bastard a lot. Like that must be like, the Korean version of fuck or something like that, because at least in this movie, they say bastard so often because that's wow. what they, that's what the police detectives are calling everyone that they think is, uh, that is the, the murderer. And isn't he, isn't he like the, the guy that is uh, mentally handicapped? He is, he is, um, he is like very agreeable. He is like saying, Oh yeah, I did it. Oh yeah. Yes. I, I, yes. I'm the, and I think it's, I think the sad part of it was if I remember correctly, it's cause he's just getting attention. He is getting attention and he, uh, the guy that they think did it uh, towards the end that the detective park like stares at right in the rain. Um, oh. He, I think had overheard something that that guy had said. And so he had took on that. It was him instead of it being, who it actually was that had said these words because he like recites part of uh, the girls said this as I was killing them. And they had, I took their, uh, it was like, I tied them up with their bra like this or whatever. And it was that kind of stuff that he was able to, he was able to say truthfully, but then detective parks also like feeding him lines and getting him to say certain things while he's being recorded. Wow. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, and so you're just like, good lord, because he's not only is that guy then threatened to be beaten further, and to you know they're they're getting them to go along with him because they're they're tricking him, and he's he's mentally handicapped, and it's not until the the actual the real detective sort of comes along and starts doing actual detective work is when they start making their making their way because up until that point they're just bullying different people and getting them to admit what they're doing and it, it sort of struck me a little bit like the scenes with the dogs from the first film because bong is not shying away from this mistreatment of this handicapped man and i'm like good god because the, the guy is like getting hit several times and like getting smacked pretty hard and i'm like can you just leave the guy alone like geez louise and so it's stuff like that to where i was like wow this is really hard to take and then even when um towards the end of the movie they they go and they meet with this woman out in the woods and she's uh, reenacting how she had been bound, but obviously not killed. And they go through that process and you're rewatching that. And I'm like, geez, he is just not pulling any kind of punches. And he's really kind of making you have to live through some of these sequences. And it's, it's pretty tough stuff at times. Yeah. And, and notice, notice uh, the class of people. He's uh -huh. obviously lower. Mm -hmm. He's getting treated like absolute shit and like and and look at his outlook look at mm -hmm. how he's still just like but at least i'm getting talked to mm -hmm. and you know before when i wasn't 
pretending I was a murderer. Like, and the thing is, I don't know if perhaps he doesn't even know better. Mm-hmm. You know, he just just wants he just you know as as human animals, we want the attention, the love, the warmth of of people, the human experience, and so it's just tragedy. It, it's 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 like funny in a way, but kind of mm-hmm. like you're gross for thinking that it's funny. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what ultimately happens is he gets beaten up and strung up only to be what run over by a train and it's like it's hard it's hard to watch it's hard to see that but at the same time it's like gosh what a what a like what a poetic like sad end mm-hmm. in, in in a way like but but showing these treatments of these people and even um i think this film i don't know if it was based off a book or not but i believe they're based off of real murders oh interesting and so these were happening in the 90s like the early 90s and they were finally making a movie about it with uh, bong joon ho making this and i think the ending of the film when he checks underneath the uh whatever that is like a little tunnel or something like that yeah, like ir- tunnel. irrigation tunnel that's, yeah that's when he's oh at the that's at the beginning and at the end right yeah, well, he looks in the beginning and you actually see a body. Like, right, yeah. There's actually something there and they have to like turn a kid away and stuff like that to make sure he's not looking at it. Or maybe the kid's found it, I forget. But at the end, uh, they they what Bong does is has the Detective Park look under, remember the memory of the murder, and then turns and looks at the screen uh-huh. as if he is looking in the eyes of perhaps the murderer who has not been caught yet mm-hmm. because this was a big film in uh, in Korea at the time. Now, I don't remember whether or not I read this article. I don't remember whether or not the actual murderer was caught at any point, but definitely by the time this movie was coming out in what 2003, mm-hmm. that murderer wasn't caught yet. Yeah. And so how crazy is it that that of the decision? That is profound to me. Like knowing that uh i just wouldn't have i there's obviously no way i could have known that watching it the first time but like that really hit me reading that and thinking like the whole point is to look into the eyes and something like that. Like, what an absurd thing and then it actually happens that the fact that it could be you mm-hmm. that who's watching this movie right now you could be the murderer and mm-hmm. i and i am going to stare at you now you're on you're in my eye and of course it's this actor it's this wonderful actor like the guy himself, you know, there's something about that too. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I came away with it. And the other image that, that image of him staring at the screen at the very end for the last shot was striking the, obviously the, the, the long wonder for the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh gosh. What was he doing out there in the, at nighttime? Um, he was like putting women's clothes down or uh, undergarments down and jerking off in the woods or mm-hmm. like in, on like a hill or something like that away from the town. Yeah. That was another one of the false, uh, the false guys that they thought, but, it, had but done it's it. totally a lead because why would someone do that? Right. And like yeah. Very, very, but a very funny reason why he was doing it. <laughs> right. And just the whole chase with that. Um, two, two more images for me. And then mm-hmm. I'm probably like, I don't know. I must not remember a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole chase scene from like the from the construction site 
Mm-hmm, where he, mm-hmm, I, I forget mm-hmm. what he's looking at. He's looking for undergarment. He sees undergarments. Well, that's that's the guy that they catch that they catch masturbating that they're following. Yes. Yeah, and they they run into the uh, they run to the construction site where he's hiding. Uh, yeah, because so he, he's supposed to be working, but he stares long <laughs> enough with his eyes. Detective Park stares long enough and sees a thong. Exactly, yep. and so like I, damn, I love that. I think that is so crazy and funny and dark and silly and like. And then there's just this long like run through the through the neighborhood and whatnot. Uh, the other one that is uh, very striking is um, I don't jump at horror. I don't jump at scary things hardly ever, but I definitely jumped when this woman is running in the rain and oh, out yeah. uh, and out of the. I'll just never forget out of the, the wheat or the corn or whatever it is, not corn. It's like, it's some form of like maybe rice patties or something coming out of uh, the, the foliage there, uh, especially when uh, it uh, lightnings and you can see the person moving uh, behind the character. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just lovely. Just wonderful. Building that suspense. Speaking of Hitchcock playing the song on the radio again and having only a limited amount of time to catch a killer right that, now that is suspense that is building a moment that so is that's wonderful. that's the thing that i wanted to make sure and mention so there's this guy that it, towards the end of the movie it, it seems like okay they finally got this dude because every time there's a murderer it's raining and every time it's raining this certain guy requests a certain song to the certain station right and they're like this is too much of a coincidence we've got this guy's dna we're going to send it to the to the u.s this is going to prove it this is when we have our our heroic character from uh, from Seoul, from the big city, who's there and he does everything right compared to these sort of yokels that are out in the in the sticks. And he takes him out into those train tracks with that tunnel and he starts beating the shit out of him. And he starts saying, like, you know, tell me that you did this. And he's basically just devolving into what these um, these rural cops uh, were at the beginning right and they get the they get the papers and you're like oh, okay here it's going to be it's going to prove that it's this dude and it's it's not specifically said it's not him i don't think but it's pretty clear that it's not that he's not guilty that it's not this person <laughs> that it's they've been you know following this guy that has this odd quirk of uh of requesting this song during the rain and it's not him that's the killer yeah and so you're just like, fuck. You watch all of them fail. You watch yeah. all of them fail with all of their patterns and all of their things. Uh, the the paperwork failed him, mm-hmm. even though he he lives by the paperwork. And that's he what lives he says, by right? Like it doesn't lie. So it doesn't. It never lies. And of course, how can how can that be inconclusive? How 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 how? So it's failed him. The one guy who's physical, he loses his leg. Mm-hmm. He gets in a scuffle in in a drunken scuffle where he probably shouldn't be. He got a rusty nail in his leg, and they had to saw it off. Mm-hmm. and that's just how it was um you know they they're all betrayed by their by their uh by their abilities by right. you know even the it's guy like that's the thing that they relied upon is what yeah. they're and i i just love it eric i love it yeah <laughs> it's so good uh so he does say here i actually i found the moment it says uh it cannot be said conclusively that the suspect is the murderer is what the line is um from the dna at the end so and that, so and so okay. he says well there's a mistake then <laughs> yeah it's like there's you know no the, yeah that's that's the thing it finally they don't did give the up train. on their isn't that crazy they don't give up on their they don't give up on their beliefs of that system 
because even mm-hmm. you you know that because even the last shot the last shot where he stares into your eyes he's still using his his superpower or his his belief or whatever right well i mean that's detective park is the one who likes to stare at him that was the uh the big city cop who was so reliant on the uh, on the papers to oh, where oh sorry yeah that's what yeah. I, I meant to i meant to right yeah, I, I and so detective park is the one who he can't read english so he doesn't even know what it is <laughs> and so he just goes and tries beating it out of the guy and getting him to confess and all that and then we get the then we get the nice little um time jump which i thought is interesting to where we get him there and he's not an officer anymore and he's uh he's instead uh i think he's like selling some kind of little schlocky uh ron papil sort of like a fucking my pillow kind of a situation right like it's just hawking oh, something God, what was that there was something there was something to that too the fact that it's that mm-hmm. was it and, something to do with the eyes wasn't it eyeglasses or something or well i i don't recall that but i'm looking at for it now but he's uh okay. but he's got you know the sort of suburban life and everything is fine and he's got a kid and he's got a wife or he's got two oh, no, kids no 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 he's wife. wearing glasses yeah yeah, he's wearing that's right. why would he need corrective lenses when his <laughs> eyes are perfect exactly. like, i love that he's lost yeah. his bojo uh-huh. oh exactly. so good everything about this movie um but i would i would caution people if if they think that they're going into it i think a wonderful comp that you brought up is zodiac because it is not a you get a triumphant crowd pleasing kind of a moment at the end like it is very much a well fuck I think you actually get this film though if you go in knowing that. I think uh-huh. if you I think if you go into this film knowing that well no part of part of it part of the fun is will they find out this stuff will they have a triumph will they will they figure it out. But then once you see where it ends up you go of course not. Mm-hmm. Of course they don't figure it out. Of course mm-hmm. this is still going on. Like uh, the item is a green power juice extractor which sort of makes sense because he's always trying to extract information in his former job right i was like what does that mean what is i'm trying to look it's a a juicer basically it's just a juicer no but but i meant like what's the deeper meaning behind a juicer oh sure well i think it's i think it's the extractor part right like he used to try to extract information i think you said it yeah i think you said it with this extracting information oh so good yeah pretty good um yeah i i just this this one is one i will pop in every once in a while and and have fun with and stuff like that you know this one this one i think he's running full speed well and that's why i was so surprised that this was his second feature right and i was like holy shit really (laughs) like i mean he's he had done plenty of shorts but to have this be your second your second effort usually you have that sophomore slump or you're not sure what you want to say because you don't want to repeat yourself and all this kind of stuff um but man what a what a second movie a couple things on class before i before i'm kind of kind of out of things to really say on it but mm-hmm. i i think i'm gonna have, i think i'm gonna have to do this with every film um let's look at people that are uh, under tow we talked about uh the the mentally uh disabled person mm-hmm. um I want to point out uh, there was a uh, woman that worked with them in the office that is trying to tell them information that is like actually pretty astute and actually helpful. Uh, but they all go, no, 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 no. Like they push her opinion aside just for the simple fact that she's a woman. Uh-huh. 
So I mean, there's some. I mean, there it's obvious they, there. They treat her better than I expected them to, <laughs> because they did let her help at times right. where she yes. was going to be the bait, right? And they were like, "Hey, you actually look pretty good." They said to her at one point, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It's oh, not. It's yeah. not like a romantic comedy to where she takes the the glasses off and all of a sudden she's <laughs> this beauty or something. But I was like, uh, "Oh, that's surprising that it's a." Uh, you know, that they, they kind of mention, oh, I noticed you now because you look more like a woman uh, than you did before, but they didn't exploit that, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but like big city, uh, big city mouse with the mm, joining, yeah. joining up the teams with the country mouse, yep. the country mice. Uh, just and he's having... also like the more intelligent one, right? So of a different well, yeah, but class. He, and... But seemingly right. But he still yes. fails. It yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Like, like, like it does matter because they're they're trying to show the point being made, but the fact that like one comes from this social life and one comes mm-hmm. from that social life and and seeing all of that, um, I'm trying to think. There was a there was an investigation in like a much poorer house, a much sadder dwelling mm-hmm. uh, that didn't result in much of anything, just despite despite there being uh, um, like a despite there being like leads there that leading, you know, something leading to that mm-hmm. uh, just kind of, you know, I don't know. I just, I see some of the shades that when they, when we talk about class and Bong Joon-ho um, I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to notice that pattern throughout. Oh, absolutely. Films, so. Absolutely. And what, and like we were, like we'd said with the first film, it's, it's like a, it's refreshing that he's able to tackle it in different ways, but still stay true to what he's trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, anything else about either one of these movies? I gave this one a four out of five. And I bumped mine up to five out of five. Yeah, so. you went the whole shebang, yeah, man. The, full, the full go. And I, I think see, that, I would say I've seen most of his work. Yeah. And I, and it it is among the best. Okay. I mean, it, it absolutely is. Like it's it's a high point for me. Well, that that's interesting because I think that part of what it is, even though even though I'm the one that loves the down endings and that sort of thing. Uh, I I watched this movie and the sort of the David Fincher Zodiac frustration at the end is like, fuck, can I give that a five? I don't know if I can. Uh, I'll just be, I'll just give it a four. That's kind of where I'm at with the, with the movie because it, (laughs) it frustrates me in such a wonderful way where I'm like, man, I don't, do I want to go through that a lot? I don't know if I do. I don't know if I want to be in that frustrated sort of perspective that often I get it so, yeah i get it yeah yeah all right well anything else about either one of those mr no T? i i just i'm so happy that we're on this journey and that we've started and we're trucking along now and i i think it just keeps i i'm seeing a lot of happiness in our future <laughs> yeah we got some we got some big name stuff some big name so. stuff coming up all right so if you have any comments suggestions or movies that you'd like to hear us talk about you can email us at plainlabelpodcast at gmail.com you can follow the show over at twitter our handles at plainlabelpod where you could follow me over there i'm at eric williams 79 if you wanted to help out the show you could check out our show notes or you'll find a link to our amazon wish list i do want to thank mr teed for coming on once again if people wanted to hear more from you or get in touch with you where could they do that that would be Letterboxd and Twitter at Ben Teed. Easy. Easy, easy. Well, thank you for listening. And you can join Ben and I next week as we continue our discussion on Bong Joon-ho with the films The Host and Mother. Mother.